Hello and welcome to another episode of Getting Better Acquainted Replayed. In this strand of the show, I showcase episodes from the first hundred or so episodes of Getting Better Acquainted, which went out in 2011 and 2012. There's a few reasons why I'm reposting these episodes. One of the reasons is that SoundCloud has removed the early episodes from my RSS feed, so you can't get all the way back to Getting Better Acquainted number one on the feed anymore. For a while, that frustrated me. I was kind of upset about it. Nowadays, I feel a little bit more ambivalent about that. On a personal level, the loss of those episodes from easy access on the internet, I mean, they are still there. They're all streamable and downloadable through SoundCloud, but they're not on the iTunes feed. I don't really mind those disappearing as such because when I listen back to myself for the first whoa I mean at least a hundred but probably more episodes of getting better acquainted the person that I hear is somebody that I rarely agree with who is an incredibly different person to the person that I am now I've got a different job I've got a different sense of identity I think different things about myself I think very different things about the world Other reasons for replaying early episodes of the show are that it gives me some space because I've got quite a lot on at the moment. So I haven't always got the amount of time needed to edit a standard episode of Getting Better Acquainted and I don't always have conversations in the conversation bank so I need to space out my episodes a little bit more with these replayed episodes. It's always hard picking out a Getting Better Acquainted replay to share with you, not just because of the fact that I always feel complicated about the person that I was in the past and maybe what I know of my guests since then that I am like, oh, I missed out that whole large area that would have been really interesting to talk about or things have happened to me since then that mean I might have talked in a different way about subjects. So there's all of that stuff, but there's also always a thing about whether it's going to be relevant to now. Working out which one to share with you this time round, I kept thinking I'd found the answer and then listening to it and thinking, no, no, it's not quite right for now. This one that I am sharing is very much a time capsule and it's an interesting one because it's A conversation between two people who knew each other quite well, uh, would know each other better after that, like uh, the next few years after that we worked more closely with each other. And so we would have had a different conversation towards the end of when we worked together. Our job has also been cut since then. So we're talking about a job that doesn't exist anymore. We both do different things now. I am attempting to be a freelancer working in the arts. Donna is working as a specialist teaching assistant and she's still working for the council that we worked for at the time. And it's a conversation between two people who I think are reaching to understand themselves, but neither of them have fully understood their experience when we had this conversation. Towards the end of our time when we worked together, Donna was diagnosed with dyspraxia. Since recording this conversation, I've got an official mental health diagnosis of having acute anxiety disorder. I don't see Donna really these days, but I think also she may have found some things out about her own mental health journey. So we're talking about our experiences, but we don't really have words to use about them. And that does mean that some of the words we do use about each other or ourselves 
are words that don't necessarily clarify things. In fact, sometimes are more problematic words, you could say. And I hope that you will forgive us for that. It's six years later now, and I'm sure we would both talk very differently if we had a conversation now. In fact, listening to this episode has made me think, well, I should reach out to Donna before I leave London and see if she wants to do another GBA, a follow-up GBA to this one now that things are different for both of us. Also, I was working for the council at the time. We were recording on my day off and in her lunch break. So it wasn't a conversation that was recorded in work time, but it was a conversation that was recorded when both of us were contractually obliged not to say anything negative about the council. And also back then, when I worked with children, I was very careful about what I would put out about elements of my life. There's a bit at the end of this conversation which contradicts some of the material that I've put out on Getting Better Acquainted since I became a freelancer. And that's because I was legally protecting myself because I was employed by the council and I was working with children. Whereas now I'm more free about my life and experience on the show. Regardless of all the things that have changed, I still really enjoy this episode and I hope that you do too. <laughs> I'm recording now. Whether you should tell the truth or lie is really up to you, Donna. Okay. <laughs> I guess people will have to judge whether you're telling the truth or not. You'll never know. They'll never know. Yeah. I had an obsession with the colour green. And uh, obviously my uniform wasn't green, but everything else had to be green, like my coat, gloves, hat, scarf. And uh, I convinced about five girls that I was an aeroplane. I kind of live my life as if I am in my own show and I can make anything real or anything unreal. That's true. And everyone was looking at me and I was thinking nothing of it. And I thought, oh no, I've got face paints on. So I took it off and then felt really conscious that I didn't have face paint on. I was like, oh, no, no, one, no one's looking at me. I just thought, what have I done wrong? I need to put my face paint back on. Hello, I'm Dave. I'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together. I need to get better. Please make me better. I want to get better. Better. Better acquainted with you. Today we're getting better acquainted with Donna. Hello, Donna. Hi. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. What did you just say? Did you just say hi? I said hi. It sounded like bye. Oh, I I thought you were really, like, messing with my mind. No, not yet. (laughs) Not yet. The first question that I ask everybody is, how do you know me? I know you through being my, uh... I was going to say drug dealer, but... (laughs) (laughs) Which is a joke. People don't know that about you. Yes. Your side line. Yeah, you can lie about yourself, but don't lie but about me. But not about you. <laughs> That's uncomfortable. <laughs> Makes me feel uncomfortable. All right, I know you because we do the same job yes. as each other. So we've got a similar interest. Yeah, I guess so. We've got a similar job. Yeah. And I see you probably once a month. That's how I know you. Yeah. You're my once a month kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> so... We're very much not drug dealers. We're no. early years library outreach mm, workers. Yeah, nothing to do with drugs. Which means we work with kids under five. Yes. What? We, how do you describe... If someone asks you at a party what we do, what do you say? Well, I always say I'm the entertainer of a children's <laughs> centre. I come in and entertain the children. And we try and get them to be competent in talking. <laughs> <laughs> 
starting to talk at a young age yeah. and how parents should interact with their children looking at books and is that how you like say that it? communication well I find it really hard to describe a job because it's not just one one thing yeah there's a lot of bits to it as soon as you say library to anyone they're like oh snore <laughs> already they've turned up already as soon as you said library <laughs> yeah well I was a library assistant for years so I know that yeah 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 yeah, yeah, but you're like a library person. When people say that to me, they're like, really? Library? You're too noisy for a library. Well, people could could and should say that about me. I'm quite noisy. But you're right. I, I guess I have a kind of... Uh, You've got, got glasses I've got on glasses. Right. I've got a beard. <laughs> I, I write stuff. You are... A, a, you're an experience, I think. In a party situation, you must be quite experienced. You're quite experienced in a day-to-day. What do you mean, like, a party experience? Well, what I mean is like when a child's birthday party. Well, you no, I'm thinking in an adult's birthday party. I'm thinking that you in a party stand out. No way. You think you don't? No, I'm like the flower against the wall. <laughs> yeah, but if I go to a party, I I don't generally like parties. No, I didn't think you would actually. I like to stand and observe people having a good time yeah. and then take things from it and go, oh, I wish that was me, I wish I could do that. And then it's easier with children because they don't judge you. Yeah. Well, they do, but not as much as adults. See, so that's really interesting. Can... I have exactly the same experience. I don't really like parties because I worry about judging, but I, I don't mind kids because they're, they're really easy to impress. Yeah, they? they are. Like, if you're doing a baby rhyme time, I hate that because you've got adults judging you the whole time. <laughs> And you just try and get the focus of one child and like, just look at me and keep my attention, otherwise I'm going to drown in this. Like, yeah. Everyone looking at me. Although in the baby rhyme time, they're under one, aren't they, after time, so... They've got no focus. Yeah, they can't see <laughs> you because they haven't developed eyesight far enough yet. Yeah. But the reason no, I not, say... not parties, I'm not good at parties. In fact, I would say I hate parties. I can believe that. I thought you would say something like that. I had a kind of question around that area what I, was, what I was trying to get at though was you stand out like in how you dress would you say no you'd say no I think I don't you don't no you reckon you don't I think people say it to me all the time I think I'm not like a goth or like yeah. a man dresses a baby or something yeah but if you were a goth people have got a frame of reference for that they, they see a goth they go that's a goth yeah they see a guy in a suit they go that's a guy in a suit but in my they mind see that you. people stand out more like that than what I do, well, you, well, I just you, wear normal clothes. You, I don't wear like big, like Lady Gaga clothes out, do I? Sometimes well, I do. I don't know. I was going to say <laughs> only like, for special occasions. If you're travelling through London, you can wear anything you want. Lady Gaga is almost a reference point for for like how I would describe what oh, you really? dress. Like you came to a staff meal once with a scarf that was not even a scarf. It was just a, a it was a cuddly toy snake. It was a snake. Yeah, yeah. yeah but that was really warm. But. My my thing behind that is that I was highly fashionable because <laughs> at that point of time people were wearing those like hats that were animals. Yeah. So I thought well, this is the next stage, obviously. Yeah. Animal scarf. So I thought a cuddly and toy print, print of a snake is kind of like, fashionable, so I can get away with it. People won't judge me on that, but. Obviously, you know. I, I haven't judged you. I, I I like it. I think you've got a very let's say idiosyncratic fashion sense, which I enjoy. Enjoy. But, but you must you must be aware that you stand out in that you dress like I I don't dress as weirdly as I used to dress, and I still dress quite weirdly compared to some people, right? Okay. But you dress 
very like there's no reference point for it like you you kind of ma- match up all sorts of like the bright colors primary colors no, not, not today you, today now, you're not I? today you're not really fulfilling my uh my stereotype no. you. but then you are in work and so yeah, maybe you're I maybe you're interested. yeah there you go that's quite bright that's quite <laughs> weird it's a bit hot but, i mean have you always dressed like this like when, when you were a kid like I said, I don't, I don't ever think I stand out of my dress sense. Really? I mean, because I don't go to, like, different shops to anyone else. I don't choose... I don't know. I just choose normal clothes. I think it's the way I put them together sometimes. Yeah, maybe. Sometimes I just put them in the wrong order of what they should look like. <laughs> maybe? I think so. Do you know I feel more weird and self-conscious of people looking at me if I'm wearing plainer clothes yeah if I've just got like one say like a black dress on I think oh god everyone's looking at me because I've got normal clothes on <laughs> I feel really alien yeah if I've not like picked two random things and put them together yeah well do you that's know what I, mean? I do know what you mean but I don't feel like everyone's looking at me the way I dress now although I mean I don't want to make you feel Subconscious, but they might be a little bit. But you, you, you work with kids, I, I guess. Because I was so stunningly beautiful. Well, <laughs> oh, I've got so much face. I'm not coming in on that. I just walked halfway down the street with face paints on, <laughs> all the way to town. <laughs> I was walking down the street, and never was looking at me, and I was thinking nothing of it. And I thought, oh no, I've got face paints on. So I took it off, and then felt really conscious that I didn't have face paints on. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no one, no one's looking at me. I was like, what, what have I done wrong? I need to put my face paints back on. Well, you see, like now you work with kids, yeah. like going into those sorts of things, your unconventional dress sense is a real strength to what you do because it makes people go, "There's that woman." Like when they see me, they they think there's that crazy guy. I reckon. I guess they think that's with you as well. We're kind of the uh, we fulfill fulfill the the odd <laughs> with the odd people. people in the in the in the group. Like all of our. All of our colleagues are very talented and good at what they do, but we, we're a bit weird. Well, eccentric ones. Yeah. Maybe. I would say so. You like dressing up in I the job. I do gym. like dressing up, but that's just a role thing, isn't it? If you've got a costume on, you can be someone else. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I do like dressing up, though. Yeah. I like the impact of dressing up for children to go, who is that? Wow, it's like, oh, I could be a whole new person then for them. Take the costume off. It's me. Yeah, you've been encouraging me to start doing that. You keep giving me hats. I've sort of started wearing hats. Yeah, the cloak though, that was that was good. The that cloak was, was good. Nice. I didn't actually give you the cloak. I was just borrowing the cloak. I come back and the cloak had gone. I was like, <laughs> oh no, what have I done to David? It's going to be producing all my costumes. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to steal all your costumes. <laughs> the princess one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to wear that. That would that would have a little bit of a different meaning to uh, the, the groups if I came dressed up as a princess. <laughs> It's only a role. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and actually, we're recording this conversation. This is the weirdest location, I think, for me to record it in. We're recording you it in your you office. You said you someone's car. Yeah, I have. That's I have. Weird. But this is weirder because this is like your office, kind of your the room that you you inhabit, and it's in the, the. This is the first library in London I ever worked in. But now I don't really work here, and so it's like a really weird. So, like, probably the first day I was working in the library, I probably came in this office and probably folded things, whatever. Type some Random. numbers into the computer, like oh, in yeah. sequence, and uh, how and it's changed. You have changed it. <laughs> You've made the room very much kind of um, Sharon's bedroom. 
like a child's bedroom, child's maybe. Bedroom. Yeah, there's a lot of brightly coloured things. Like, do you think that you're? I don't want to say childish. I want to say childlike. Do you think you're childlike? Yeah, I've definitely got a Peter Pan syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is a proper syndrome, by the way. <laughs> Should be getting some sort of medication for it. Well, yeah. I mean, do you think it is it a problem then being childlike in a in a world that's run oh, by adults? Definitely. Yeah, you can get in trouble. You can get you know. Yeah, sometimes I'm unprofessional but <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite rebellious so I think I like that in a way I think it makes me more childlike around professional people so I can just go <laughs> you sort of, <laughs> yeah, you sort of undercut it don't you like that's that's what that's why I've always find it if we if we go to a meeting or if we're at training or something I always find it being around you is a little bit dangerous for me because it makes dangerous. me go yeah because I because I start making jokes that are like less appropriate to work conditions because I know that I've got an audience for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was ever like that when I was younger though. I've always been really good and straight-laced and things like that. So I think now I've come into this job, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like, oh, I can do whatever it I want. It fits you a bit better, do you think? Yeah. I was, about, I was the same, yeah, when I got this job, I was like, hang on, I can be a bit more, you know, myself. Yeah. Even though obviously at home I don't sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Yeah, me neither. Uh, <laughs> in fact, it, I wish I wish it wasn't always going through my head everywhere I go. Do you get that like an ear, earworm thing wherever you go? Not so much now. I've got autopilot now. Just this week I've noticed I'm singing a song and then I'm like, oh god, where am I? <laughs> what am I doing? But the song's still coming out. Is it? Have you ever had that moment where you're singing a song like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and you forget the words? Oh, definitely. It's yeah. crazy. I'm like, tune, I've known this since I was tune. six years old or something, and now I can't even remember it. Is that the snake down there? Yeah, yeah, that's the snake. Yeah, yeah, the snake's down there. You can't see it, people listening, but it's 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 in the room. It's, here. it's not a real snake. It's not winter, so I don't need to wear it. So, I mean, the, we've kind of covered the sort of second question that I ask people really which but is we're on the second question well, we've, but we've done about 18 well, questions it's, it's subtle how I do it but we, we the second question that I ask everyone is what do you do now and we've kind of covered that really I mean how would you answer that question we, we kind of we kind of covered that already but yeah if I was what do I do now? yeah what do you do now if someone was to ask you what you did would you say I'm an early years library outreach worker or would you say yeah, yeah. I'm something else no I would say that Early years, library outreach worker by day. <laughs> 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 Something else by night. What are you by night? Well, it could be anything I want by night. <laughs> the world is my oyster, as they say. That's true. I can be anything I want. Sometimes I am anything I want. Sometimes I'm quite grumpy, moody. Sometimes I pretend that I'm a telepath. <laughs> you pretend that you're, you're a telepath? Yeah. So you know it's pretend. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's pretend, but <laughs> I convince myself that it's true. Sometimes I've got a thing about supernatural powers. Sometimes. Well, you like to imagine that you've got them. That I've actually got them. I can feel them like running through my veins. Sometimes. See, that's a real. Like, I remember doing that a lot when I was a kid. I never done that when I was a kid. Were, were, were you really <laughs> sensible when you were a kid? Is that what's happened? You've yeah, suddenly become really weird. Well, when I, don't you got think, older. I don't. My family would actually agree with that. I've always been sensible. I think when I became like a teenager, that's when like you get into clothes and things like that. And my mum used to be highly embarrassed of me because it's like experimenting stage. And I went to you haven't really grown up. When I first went to high school, I had a um, I had an obsession with the colour green, and uh, 
obviously my uniform wasn't green, but everything else had to be green, like my coat, gloves, hat, scarf. Wow. And then I don't know why I had a Sonic the Hedgehog iron thing embroidered on the back. And uh, I convinced about five girls that I was an aeroplane. And uh, You were an aeroplane? <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a special like, salute, and they were in my squad, and we used to go look at planes at lunchtime. What, what do you mean that you were an aeroplane? That I was actually an aeroplane. Not even a pilot, that I was actually an aeroplane. Is this primary school? No, high school. First year of high school. How wow. cool am I? Well, why did they believe that you were an aeroplane? I don't know. Do you think they really believed I think it? they loved the sort of the hedgehog on the back of my coat. They were like, you were she's cool. a leader. Was just, they just thought, well, she, if she wants us to say she's an aeroplane, that be, that, that, that's what it takes to be in her gang. Yeah. <laughs> so then my parents were like, she's a bit weird that like we're on the trains and I'm like doing this special salute to planes <laughs> out the window. <laughs> so, that's good. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, and then I went to a performing arts school so you can like experiment a bit more and you can be. Was that, that you can was. You be a bit more surreal so you can get away with it without being too odd. That was, so that was when you went to. To uni, yeah, or kind no, of, or no. Was that I went, actual... I went to a, a like an all girls high school when I was well, when did you go eleven, twelve. Yeah. And then <clears> when <throat> I was fourteen, I auditioned to go to a performing arts school. Oh, so right. I left that school and went to a performing arts school. You were there from what fourteen till eighteen. Yeah. And did you specialise in dance then? Yeah. What attracted you to dance? I've always done dance. It's like that's the only thing I could do almost. Well, when you were a kid, like a really little kid. Yeah, so I started when I was five properly till I was 14, 14, 15, and then went into education of dance, so Um, I've always done it. Do you dance now? No, I don't dance now. I get at home. (laughs) Oh, I stopped dancing when I was about eight months pregnant. (laughs) It's a good time to stop. Yeah, and then never, ever got back into it. I am publishing a book through Unbound. Unbound are a publishing company, which means that they don't publish things that they don't think are good and that they edit and they support their authors. The thing that makes them different from other publishing companies is they're half publishing company and half crowdfunding company, which means that the way that the books get published is that people who want to read the books pre-order those books. They can pre-order them as a digital copy or as a hardback, or they can pledge more money to get different kinds of things along with the book that they're pre-ordering. Unbound approached me in December to see if I wanted to adapt my show What About the Men? Mansplaining Masculinity into a book and I said yes please I definitely would like to do that and so that is what I'm doing if you go to the Unbound website and there'll be a link to this in the show notes you can find Mansplaining Masculinity over there and pre-order a copy of that book the way that this book is going to get made is by people like you pre-ordering it and pledging to it and people like you telling other people about it sharing it on social media recommending it to other people those kinds of things you can find out what the book is fully about by reading about it on the page there's a video of me in a purple dress and fedora with my childhood toy dolphin telling you about what the book is about 
video is your preferred way to absorb information but basically mansplaining masculinity is about looking into myself and looking out at culture and thinking about how masculinity is constructed and created and how systematic elements contribute both to the ways that men are hurt by society but also the ways that men hurt other people in society. It is not a book that says that men are the problem but it is a book that will say that we can be part of the solution and if you want to get an idea of what it's like before you pledge to it you can listen to a podcast of the show that it's adapted from on the website mansplainingmasculinity.co.uk and also there was an episode of BBC Radio 4's Forethought called Liberating Men which was a reflection on an extension of the show. So listen to those shows, see if you like what you hear and if you do then please do support and pledge to make mansplaining masculinity happen. I don't know why you weren't bullied at school. I caught, caught that one. We just had a quick break because we somebody came into the office to get some keys. How dare they? Yeah, that's a good question, though. Before we go back to dance, which I definitely want to get into, yeah, why weren't you bullied at school? I mean, I was really bullied at school. Was you? Mm. I was never bullied at school. Someone in my group of friends was bullied at school. Yeah, nothing major. I think because I had a childhood friend who I went to dance with in the proper head group of popular uh, girls. You had someone on the internet. I did, I did have a fight at school, fisticuffs at school, because, yeah. get this, claim to fame, because <laughs> we used to go to an under-18 disco called right. Ace. That's Ace. And uh, I, uh, I kissed this boy who later on became someone out of S Club 7. Really? Yeah. I kissed kissed him, uh, but he was someone else's boyfriend. So, uh, yeah, she proper had a fight with me about that. Well, there ain't no party like an S-Club party. (laughs) Wow, well, um, well, there you go. But that's not really... Yeah, but that's not like bullying about... That's not bullying. Being an aeroplane, for God's sake. It it is weird that you can go around calling yourself an aeroplane and dress in green. Dress in green? And and nobody picked you out or, like, picked on you. No. Like all I had to have was a little did, bit longer just... hair than was socially oh, acceptable really? for a for a gentleman and uh, and a lot of problems I guess. They could smell the they could smell yeah. the fear, they could smell Maybe the because uh, I had no insecurity fear. on me. Yeah, that's I'm not oblivious to everyone else and I'm quite happy with doing what I'm doing as no one else exists <laughs> in my plain world. <laughs> yeah, well that's that's kinda of true, but you do have a like one of the things I think me and you have is which is quite similar is we do kind of have we're quite insecure about like neither of us think that we're, well, that we're very like both of us think that the other person's good at what we do but we don't think that we're good at what we do uh, and we do sort of like we're always like we always feel like we're like how how come we're in this adult situation when we're not adults we're not adults <laughs> I mean we are we know we are adults well I know I am but uh, I do always feel like I'm what's going on I'm like how am I how am I in this situation I, I, I'm not good enough to be doing this and you've got yeah. a bit of that yeah I've got like recently probably like last two or three years I don't know whether it's because I've come 30 or something I've almost regressed to teenage years <coughs> I've gone I've gone like 
oh, this is too adult, too much. I've got to go back. Yeah. And try and be a teenager again. Well, I think because I, I didn't have proper teenage years of, I don't know, like the rebelliousness of things. What do you mean you didn't have a proper teenage Like teenage years, I don't know. You know when you just start... Are a teenager. I spent a lot of time at home when I was a teenager okay. in my room. So you weren't doing random things. I was out like you weren't drinking, drinking and, and smoking, smoking and, and kissing boys. No, I don't think so. You don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> not think that so. I remember. Yeah. Not that I'm doing that now. Going out drinking, smoking, and kissing no, boys. No, you're not. But, but like in the things that I enjoy, like I said, like Peter Pan syndrome. I've gone backwards instead of forwards when you hit 30 as well I think I, I, I'm similar like not 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 the same because uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not you with your <laughs> unusual pursuits but I have my own unusual <laughs> pursuits and uh, certainly I think turning 30 makes you feel like stuff it I'm going to be whatever I want to be I'm going to be like the way I am I'm not going to worry yeah. about what people are thinking about me as much Although I do worry about what people think about me yeah. in work. I don't, I don't at home. I don't know, do you find that? Or do you find that you're worrying about people thinking about you has, has increased? Yeah, I think it's increased. It's increased more since like, my child's went to school. Because there's a proper, like, gang. And I'm the real outsider. When I'm at work, I feel comfy. And, like, everyone appreciates you. And people want to talk to you and things like that. And then I go somewhere outside of work and it feels like I'm crazy or something <laughs> or like I've got a something hideous on my face and they just can't bear to look at me or speak to me it's like right. oh. as much as I try my mum gave me this book called uh, How to Talk to Anyone because of my fear of talking to people yeah. and, uh, but it's got things in it like I'll find something that someone's wearing or that you can talk about and things like that. And I think, I look at people and go, I can't find anything interesting about you. The only thing I can say is something <laughs> negative and I can't make a conversation about a negative thing about someone. Yeah, but you're dressed odd, so they can talk about that, can't they? Yeah, but if no one wants to talk to you in the first place, David, it's hard to make a conversation. Just go, hey, look at me, I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah. Look what I'm wearing, I've so, got a jumper on. So do you, do, you do have a fear, then, of talking to other people? Yeah, I do. I think because I'm a bit of a people pleaser. I like people to want to like me. They'd like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if they don't, if you can't convince someone to like you, it's like the worst rejection ever isn't it yeah Almost. I guess so well, working with kids is good because it's quite easy to convince them to like you yeah oh, I definitely and they do that. so yeah. it's like great yay yeah 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 well I I know what you mean about I mean I, I want people to like me but unfortunately I'm, I'm not very good at changing my personality to fit what they what they're looking for yeah I like that <laughs> but at the end of the day I'm a people pleaser I want people to like me and I was like, oh, I'd love everyone to be my friend, da da da. But I hate having friends. I hate having any friends. Right, okay. I don't know why. I just, I feel like. I mean, this job's great because you can have a friend for two minutes or ten minutes at a children's centre. You're like, in, then you're out. Yeah. So they get the best of you and you're gone. Yeah. Whereas if you have a friend, you've got commitment. Yeah. You've got to like what they like all the time. 
you've got to listen to their problems. I'm yeah. just like... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered for that. Fair enough. There's too much commitment. I've got, like, three friends, <laughs> and we meet probably well, once every five months. It's been, like, since January, our last meeting. But I love that, because we can just, like... Get together, say what you need to, it's gone. I don't need to ring them, email them, Facebook them, nothing. Wow. It's great. I That's love good. it. I love it so much. Although you have got, you've got a boyfriend though, so you do, do have somebody yeah. that listens, that you have to listen to their problems and uh, talk to them. But the thing is, my partner, new partner, he's got a lot of hobbies, so generally he's not around that much. So he goes out, <laughs> and that's nice. I say to him all the time, oh... I need you to be my friend 100% of the time because I haven't got any others but secretly I quite like it that I don't have to have that commitment the whole time Okay Does that sound like a brilliant relationship? It sounds like it might work for you It's working for me Exactly and that's all that really matters So, okay, so you were you stopped dancing when you were eight months pregnant and you've not started again since then No Because I had a child so you get a bit of that you get a bit out of shape and then you've got to look after a child I did go back to I did go to one class and I just felt like the worst dancer there because everyone was young <laughs> <laughs> not that I look old I know, no, I, but I just felt like oh no I look like and feel like when I used to go to classes when I was younger and you always get like a weird old lady that's turned up trying to relive her youth still trying to be fit and trying to be the dancer of the group and Did as soon have... as I felt like that that was it I said no that's it I'm not doing it ever again was your hair blonde at that point or when you went to the class or was it dyed it's... one of its many many colours that it can go no it was blonde it doesn't go many colours I've seen it a few colours you haven't you dye it's, it just that pink right. I do the pink for Christmas <laughs> that is it ok pink <laughs> for Christmas is that right, every year? Yeah, for the past few years, yeah. Pink at Christmas? Pink at Christmas. Okay. <laughs> well, so, like, how old were you when your daughter was born? 25, 26. So you've only been out of the game for, you know, a few years, the dance Just game. A few. a few is two or three, isn't it? What's that? What am I, 31? You do the maths. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you, you probably are 31. I'm 31. How many years is that? Ten. Uh, five. Seven. This is the worst bit on podcast ever. All, all the time people say things like, you do the maths. And as soon as that happens, my mind goes blank. Just edit it in Yeah, later. people can work it out. You do the maths. Yeah, you do the maths at home. <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, it's still still never too late. Some of the best dance I've seen is like older people. I see what you're saying, but they've probably continued to do it for long amounts of time it's very time consuming dancing and it's very it costs a lot of money yeah, to does. do good classes what kind of dance did you do? Uh, contemporary mainly right because you can be abstract yeah that's what I've always loved about contemporary dance and all my pieces in university were all quite abstract and I can get away with it I can get away with just someone waving for like half an hour. That is a dance. Yes. You'd have gone down well in my course at university. <laughs> I did one about this homeless guy once before. 
and then a piece of toast arrives and gives him five pounds and he's just so happy <laughs> okay that was one of my favourite pieces so, sounds like it would have been and I made the piece of toast cushion out of uh, my sofa at the time just two cushions <laughs> just put braces on two cushions and painted a face of toast on it I did that. I, I did a filmed bit because I did me, mixed media of it, yeah. and I did a film of a uh, of it in Enfield Town. <laughs> that would have been. I mean, like, do you, mm. are you not tempted to do weird things like that? Like, yeah, but that's. I that's, guess your kind of life is a weird performance art. Piece. You can't get the people nowadays to do them sort of things. What do you mean? Like when you're at uni, you can just get people because they're on your course and go, "Oh, can you just do this for me?" And they'll say, "Yeah," but if you. I haven't got any friends at me. <laughs> I guess that's the downside of not having not having friends. Isn't yeah. It? So in my mind, I just recreate. I create all sorts of pieces, and they're fantastic. And they're done, dusted. I'm a genius. You don't have to do all that effort of actually. There's dancing. no effort. It's already happened in my world. It's already happened. I've made up the dance, put all the, everyone in that I've wanted to be in it. It's happened. It's gone. It's finished. Are you happy? With that, like, do you, are you happy just making it? I, I'm extremely mind? happy in my own world. I always get the feeling that you are happy in your own world. It's when you kind of come into contact it's, with other people. It, it, it sounds becomes sad, more awkward. doesn't it? Though I don't think so. It sounds like I'm creating a whole little life in my mind, and I'm not actually living it. Well, what's wrong with that? I, I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> but in my mind, I have lived it. Yeah. So, oh, do I happy knowing well, that I have done it? <coughs> Because I have in my world. Well, that's good. That's. I mean, it's it, it's much better to be happy than. I mean, like you could you could be trying to achieve all of these things for years and years and years. Yeah, and, and fail. And feel like a every, failure all the time. Every yeah. Point, yeah. I mean, that's how. I mean, that's. It's not not how my life is completely going, but I've spent a lot of years in my life aiming really high mm. and not being anywhere near the. Uh, the goal. Where I want to get to, yeah. Yeah, I've got no goals. That's, so that's pretty good. Is that good though? I don't know. It might it, people say it, it like you should be, be like you should like get yourself. I've got like hardly any motivation. I'm very lazy. <laughs> so like people say, oh, you should achieve these goals, and like my partner's always saying, oh, you should like now you've got this job, you should then like try and educate yourself to get a better job, and then like become like the top person. You'd be earning loads of money. Yeah being like the children's lady Bizarre. of the world yeah, yeah. or whatever I'm like well, I'm happy where I am I'm like I'm having fun I'm not getting paid like huge amounts of money but enough to live on enough to buy a graze box every week <laughs> <laughs> that's right a graze box a graze box Explains yeah so why do I need to achieve more things I don't know. You're thinking that's not our thing. People have got different mindsets. You don't know what I'm thinking. I was actually. Well, I, I'm always. What do you think? I'm happy where I am. If I'm not happy, then obviously I'll change it. Yeah. To make myself happy somewhere else. I'm all for people being happy. I'm not actually happy. thinking. I was, I was actually thinking. Explain to the listeners what a graze box is because they won't have any idea. What why that's would about. they not know? Well, why would everyone, they know? I never knew about, about it until I came across box. you. <laughs> graze boxes. So you don't have to go to a shop. No, a grace box is it, it's a small box of four smaller boxes inside, full of 
things you can graze on throughout the day. That's right, because you eat healthy options. Yeah, you eat health these graze graze things all the time. You eat re- really yeah. regularly, don't you? Yeah. But little, small amounts. Yeah. Like I was mocking your graze box earlier on because it doesn't really have anything that's worth, like size-wise, worth eating. But they're tasty. And I was saying that it's fulfilling enough that you don't need anything else for at least an hour. <coughs> <laughs> but I mean is that like something you learned to do when you were a dancer eating all the time but small amounts or no, is that just I, I was a terrible I've always been a terrible eater I'm a binge eater so I'm going to long amounts of time without eating and then I'll just eat huge amounts in one go but obviously that's not very good for your health when I was at university I lived off a Luke tablets <laughs> just to keep you going because okay. I was at uni like seven days a week because you have to go in at weekends to either practice your yeah. dances or if you're in someone else's dance that's the only time you get the space to use so so you just have to live off energy Lucasade was like I should have been sponsored by Lucasade about <laughs> tablets and drinks that I had but I've never had real food Jeez. <laughs> and because I'm lazy I never learned to cook when I was a student. I just ate things out of tins or just, like, soup. When I met my partner, I was going out. I was going out for the evening and I hadn't eaten anything. And I just opened a can of soup and just drank it. So I've eaten now, we can go out. (laughs) (laughs) But now I'm not a domestic goddess. Well, yeah, well, now you've got a a daughter, so you have to be aware of... Like you at least have to bring them. Like you at least have to feed them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still a bit lazy because I will boiling is amazing. I could boil anything if you have like because I'm like don't eat meat much and I have like pretend chicken that's frozen, mm. corn pieces, and I will just put them boil them in with some pasta with an egg all boiled together, and then I know it's all done at the same time. Smash it all in together. It's a lovely it's quick prob- meal. Probably boil. Might be alright. My partner said you should wash the egg first though, because if it tastes like chicken shit. <laughs> I don't. That's it. It's like it's like the corn is the corn is like more authentic. It's got that like chicken. So you just shit. boiled the egg like so, okay. So you're not even cracking the egg in. Like, no, not cracking. It's in bo- like a boiled egg. With pasta and corn. You're, you're one of the most unusual people I know. I think. What? Why are you saying I know, that? I know some quite unusual people. So, you're, you know, you're not the the most um, unusual. I'm not, I'm not top of your list. You're not top. Well, what number am I in the top I would, ten? I wouldn't, like... I wouldn't say that I could put any of the people in the top ten at number one. They're all, like, <laughs> collective number one. I probably don't know about five people who are as, as odd as you. Okay. Um... <laughs> But that's okay. Thanks, well, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for oddness. <laughs> I mean, like you obviously are not comfortable with the the title. No, I went and I went to Junset and someone introduced me as oh here's the crazy one, and I felt like really offended by yeah, that. Yeah, I can understand that. I was like, I'm not crazy. I'm like, I've got my own little world, but I don't <laughs> say it out loud apart from what I have now. But <laughs> yeah. it took me a lot of years to kind of accept the the term weird when used about me now I'm now I kind of embrace it but yeah I'd say I don't put myself in that category no ever. fair enough I've never seen myself as weird 
Yeah, well, everybody's All weird, so everybody's normal. So That's how I kind of think yeah. of it. Like every, if you ask anybody to talk about what's in their head, it's going to be as as odd as, as what you've said. It's just you're 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 you say it, and you don't just say it on on mic. It's just it's just you know you say it, you know, in a in a meeting, just casually, like to me, what? not necessarily to the group, <laughs> no. but stand up. But you know what I mean. You you don't pretend to be a different person than you are. No, or am I? Yeah, well, you're not because that, that <coughs> if you were if you were pretending to be a bit different person, you might occasionally pretend to be a slightly different person. <laughs> I think that's the thing. You 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 don't really alter your behaviour. Like if you're in front of a group of twenty children, mm-hmm. or if you're in front of um, you know managers, yeah. you don't really change it, the way you behave. No, it's probably I just would I'd say less. If I'm not saying anything, it means I'm in the situation where I'm out of my depth. <laughs> I can't respond to anything anyone's saying or anything like that, so I just won't say anything. But you do embrace... I just go internal. <laughs> yeah, but you embrace things as well. I mean, like, you've done training, like, you've led training. It's been really useful. Yeah, it's really awkward, <clears throat> training. Because training, when I felt like doing the training, it was always of say, I'm amazing. You should be doing everything I'm doing, otherwise it's shit. <laughs> yeah. That's what I felt. I felt like I shouldn't really be saying this. Well, that's how... I mean, that, that's... So, who am I? Who am I to say my way is the right way? No, but you're just teaching us a way that we could use. That's how I always look at training. I'm like, I'll take what I want. But I, and, and from you, I think I, I, I can take a lot because you're, you're really good at what you do. Although you're a little bit intimidatingly good at it, like you do, because you're so. I guess how you treat the job is a little bit like how you treated your university pieces and stuff. You really like put a lot of effort into everything. You always got like loads of props, like loads mm. of props. You're like, you were just how just walk down the street every day, just buying props, finding props. I just. I think it's become almost my hobby, like, like before in my life. I've always collected like, what do you call it, junk. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm almost like a magpie. If it's shiny or colourful, I'm like, oh. Or if it's a bit unusual, I'm like, oh, that's amazing. I've got to have that. And I used to have like loads of crap in my house, just full of rubbish. General like people, things people don't want. <laughs> I will love it. And then, uh, and then I met my partner, and he said, "This is all rubbish. I need to clear everything out." So when we moved into a house together, I had to get rid of everything. So now, in this office, <laughs> yeah. I've started collecting things again. Yeah, so like I've got a number of lion masks over there. Yeah, I can't just have one lion mask. Yeah, I'm like, I need variety, so I need to have all different things. Like what? Is that on my desk? That's like almost like a shrine of I don't know, weird like binoculars, some, some teeth, a hair clip, glue, a balloon, thirty pence, pump, a Cyberman's head. Yeah, that was full of marshmallows that I was like preserving. Almost, they've been in there for like six years. What's that's like a maraca with a with a Starbucks? With a Starbucks. Because it's um, I like the mermaid face of. <laughs> better than the other lady's face yeah um, oh you put the you've actually put the mermaid from Starbucks face over her face a, a face that's drawn onto this maraca yeah 
And then the world with the bat on, <coughs> with, yeah, with the fox, odd. with glasses, yeah. little trinket. Yeah, I mean... These, these things make me happy. <clears throat> so you've kind of taken that and you're, you're using it in a productive way through your work. Yeah, through the so through the job, yeah. if I'm out, I'm like, oh, that's, that's shiny, that's amazing. How can I use that? Great. Bring it, buy it. And that's what, I mean, that's what I mean. I mean, like, you're, you know, after... I think if, if I do a session, because I use the ukulele, if somebody takes over from me, like, people are like, Where's the ukulele? Like we, I did we used take to that. over from you. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you do a session, though, people are like, "Where are all of those props. crazy props and uh, jumping about woman that doesn't sit still?" And <laughs> and also you do macaton and all that stuff. You do signing. Yeah. I, I, I did, I've been on courses to, to learn that, but I just can't get it down. You, yeah, but I, I think mm. I almost got obsessed with it because I. And it's like dance, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it movement. feels like. Yeah, and I was like learned it constantly at home and I was signing to people that I was talking to like family um, just to get it in my natural way of talking so it just naturally comes out now while I'm talking I'm not doing it now because no, I'm not. nervously touching Fid- teeth fiddling with some false teeth yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but if I'm at the shops so that I will sign to my partner when we leave the buy at the shop yeah I like that story that was always good. You must, you know, it's, it's, that's really useful though to be able to be on one side of the shop and tell your partner on the other side of the shop what what he needs to pick up forever. Yeah, sometimes you said stop that. <laughs> stop now. <laughs> yeah, go on. Well, lead, the, lead the conversation. I, I, I am. Dry. I am. No, I, see, that was that's interesting. I hadn't, it hadn't really gone dry for very long. As soon as it went dry, you're like, click, click on it. Well. I mean, I guess... What is on your list? Oh, right, well, I was going to ask you something else, but I'll, oh, wait, I'll have oh, a look God. on my list. <laughs> no, I'm going to ask you something else, because I, uh, a lot of the things on this list we've either covered or uh, I'm oh, less interested than what I'm going to ask you. That's okay, though. I, I quite like being told what to do and then ignoring it. That's the history <laughs> of my life. Um, anyway, what's, what kind of a background do you come from? Cause I, uh, that's, what do you mean? You went to a girls' school. Yeah, high school. Yeah. Was that like a posh girl school or one of them no, not posh like, ones yes yeah, slag school slag school yeah it's like called the all the slags are out isn't it right <laughs> it was a girl school and then you had the boys school and the girls would line up pretty much all of the girls would line up along the fence just snogging boys all along <laughs> the fence the boys would come down Obviously not me, I was in my uh, oh, no. troop. Yeah, you, you were being an aeroplane in the si- at the side while all the other girls were snogging the boys through the fence. But so, uh, but it was a, so it was a comprehensive school, like a normal yeah, school. Yeah, I don't know what that means, sorry. Yeah, there you go. Well, if you don't know what a comprehensive school meant, it probably meant you, means you went to a comprehensive school. Okay. It means like a, a, it means like a normal school. It means like, I went to a comprehensive school. All right. Is it grammar, the other one, isn't it? Grammar's... The private is school is the one where you pay for it completely. Yeah. Grammar school is like posher, but you've got you can get in. It's when you do like your eleven plus. Yeah, it used to. And be you that. choose if you go to a shit school or a better school. Yeah, that's sort of thing. A tartan skirt or a grey skirt. Yeah, some, some, yeah. <laughs> something like that. I mean, did, where like, did you grow up what in in London or in South London? South London. Yeah. Oh, I. What. Surrey, but it's on the skirts of Surrey and South London, so... So, Surrey... I've got the accent more for a South London. Surrey doesn't sound that South London, though. 
Uh, it was it the, the, in the, the countryside? Sorry. No, no, it's, uh, it's in Mitcham, All which right. is kind of about ten minutes away from Wimbledon. Okay. And it's kind of like ten minutes away from Stockwell. So. Yeah, I know Stockwell. Yeah. <laughs> So you've got your own story there no I, I know Stockwell all, all my friends live in South London it's a pain, okay. pain in the ass, really okay but it's good you know I get to see a lot of South London you grew up you went I to grew up yeah where, wherever and you did grow up and then regressed back yeah and then and the, so you and you went you, so you, your background so I was, I was you know for a, for a minute when you said girl school I was like oh hang on she's, she's one of them secretly posh people but, oh no no but, no, 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 no. <laughs> sorry I haven't got that no no, no that's good uh, I wish uh, I was secretly uh, posh with well, like a wealthy background I think they, they crop up sometimes I've discovered doing this show but uh, we're more like um, like my mum was a single parent so and I was the only one with a talent of dancing so she spent all her money on me going to dancing so it was quite <laughs> oh this is like gonna get, yeah. where's your violin from? yeah then <laughs> just saying that out loud I feel really bad that I'm not dancing anymore sorry <laughs> My mum's probably thinking, all them fucking years I spent you going dancing, you just blow it away. Well, you can still use that mm. that stuff. You could teach I it. I always say to her, I'm still entertaining. I'm doing more worthwhile entertainment than if I was on a stage in the West End. <laughs> Same sort of thing. Well, you Matinee performance. You weren't going to get on the stage in the, in the West End by doing like dance pieces where you're a no. piece of toast. Though. No. I think like, that's, that's where uh, my mum wanted me to go into the sort of show busy side and were you tempted no never you don't do you do singing no i did have singing lessons as a child for quite a few years but no i've never been known for my singing i mean I've you, s- you seem to encourage a little so i've heard yeah. you do that but. and it breaks every time <laughs> <laughs> No, I've never been a singer. <laughs> well, fair enough. I've always been the kind of like dancer or show sort of person where people go, she's got a lovely smile. And people like to watch someone who's got a lovely smile. Yep. And has got that smile in their eyes as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I, think I have that. that it's because you're in your own little world. They do generally like... link together because yeah. I'm generally having a good time. Yeah. Even if my hands and feet aren't great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and so I guess, like, sorry, you're you talking about background. I went off. On oh no, I was. I've kind of. I was fishing for you, for the background thing, but I'm, I'm quite. I, I know where I'm kind of going. Go with this next bit because. So, you, the the thing that kind of made you give up dancing mm. was having a child. Yeah. Um, and I imagine that, like. I know for a fact that I'm pretty sure anyway touch wood that that you don't have any like resentment about that like oh not for her no no because you love her very much yeah but I've got resentment you... on myself for being not I don't know not strong willed enough or motivated enough to push myself to get back to where I was yeah. in fitness dance wise you're probably pretty fit <laughs> now Thanks, David. Well, you don't. Like, you, <laughs> I, I always think I'd be like I'm not. I'm not at the best of my condition at the moment. I've got to say, but uh, I always think if I if I if I wasn't doing this job, uh, like the way I eat is bad. Um, but yeah, exactly. Lots of moving around. Uh, we're, we're both air ukulele playing. <laughs> Someone comes in now. That'll look weird. We're uh, air ukulele playing at a microphone. 
in your office. <laughs> Oh, I love that picture. Yeah, uh, it was quite a crazy picture. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do it again? Uh, okay, but now it feels a bit forced. Now, now I'm sort of a bit worried that it doesn't. No, I've like, loved it more now I'm not I'm crying. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm not looking like I'm playing a ukulele anymore. Your life before you had your daughter and your life after you had your daughter, like yeah. that's that's when it changed, I guess. What were you doing be- between uni and having your daughter? Oh, I was out of work for about a year. <laughs> yeah, I was out of work, and then, uh, and then I became a uh, like a freelance dance teacher of hip hop, street dance, which I'm never really good at. But if you're teaching children, you can do it at a basic level, so you can get away with it. Yeah, you don't have a kind of hip hop persona. Yes, but oh. I did have the costume for it. Right. I had the like, swagger trousers, because I was travelling a lot to Brixton and that, them sort of areas, and then I would change my costume when I went to Essex for the uh, richer classes. Right, <laughs> I did have a lot of trainers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you... so I was, a, I was a dance teacher. Right. And uh, and then I got a job as a, a, a youth worker here down at Edmonton. And I had to do street dance with older children. And, uh, and they were better than you? Yeah, some were a bit better than me, yeah. yeah. But I tried to focus and get like involved with the ones that really love street dance but were shit at it. So then I could teach them couple of like flash moves to make them look good yeah that's it yeah and then I did that up until I was like I was pregnant I was obviously as I said yeah teaching hip hop dance heavenly pregnant to teenagers it's a bit of a weird one yeah so you I don't know why but I know what you're going to say now I'm like well, well why did you not get back into it after you've had a child and it's kind of like um it feels like once you've had a child, you can't get back to your old life. Your old life doesn't exist anymore. You have to start a new life. Yeah. It might be similar, but it's not the same at all. And, um, yeah, it's not the same. If I went back into starts now, it wouldn't be the same. Because I can't just go and do a dance class whenever I wanted. You've got to plan it, you've got to organise, you've got to juggle around yeah. your child. It's not the same. It's not, I can't yeah. just will nilly just go. Your life's not easy going. No, exactly. I've not got it hard. No, but um, but it's not easy going. Like that's what I I, no. I, I, I always think like this. until I if if I ever have a child that will be when you know like until I have a child I kind of feel like I've got a level of freedom mm. that I'm Loads don't of think freedom. that I would have after. Like one of the reasons I don't want kids is. I don't want to lose that freedom. Yeah, definitely. But I think people do get a lot of benefits on the other side of it. I don't want to suggest that... Oh, no, no, the benefits yeah. are huge. Yeah. And, you know, you just adapt your life. But I'm just saying that that old life doesn't exist even for me anymore. If people say, oh, you're a dancer. I say, no, I'm not. I'm not a dancer. I'm not anything to do with dance anymore. That's, yeah. that's my old life. It's kind of like I've got a new life now that's something... You like the dance version, one of them Elves. like cowboys though that gave up, like like the ones that kind of like when 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 the new the new boy goes to the to the village and goes like 
I need you to come out of retirement to save this, to save this, save the thing. And they're like, no, that's my old life. I'm through with it. I'm not. I don't even want to know about it. And then they like have to like. I am like that. I'm like just, just blocked out. It's just gone. Yeah, but then those old cowboys they get pulled back in like for one last. One, one last, time. last time. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't mean that's happening to me. Well, you don't know yet. You're only 31. Yeah, like Denise when she worked here. That was our colleague. Old colleague. Yeah. She was like trying to get because I used to go to her, her like salsa classes, and she could see that I could dance. And she was trying to get me on board to run dance classes all the time. And I'm like, no, it's, that's my old life. I can't go back to that. She's like, it's easy, just do it once a week. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I can't. I can't do it. It's like that doesn't exist. My body doesn't know how to move like that anymore. But then when but I could in the class, but but when your daughter's grown up, yeah. Then you're not going to have the. Then you'll have freedom again. Yeah, but then I really will be one of them old people at the <laughs> dance class. Yeah, I? yeah, you will. You will probably be that. <laughs> like trying to relive my. Youth but them, them old people at the dance class might do really good dancing, though. They might be very mm. good at doing dance pieces about taste. Yeah, maybe. Like, it's not like you want to be a ballerina, is it? It's like you want to be a weird performance art person, yeah. almost. So. I could probably do it like children's level. Children's level is fine because you can wing it. You can, you can, you can do it easy. There's no effort involved. Yeah. <laughs> because I've still got a repertoire of moves stored somewhere. In your head. Yeah. 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 So do you, uh, So maybe I might go into that, back into that, but not. Not for my own enjoyment. I but you go still back move. I mean, the way that, move. but with the way you talk, like you're very much a physical. Like you physicalize things. Like that's why we were both miming, playing the ukulele. You're very. Like, yeah, that's just a nervous habit. Look what I'm doing. I'm like swinging the drawer backwards and short on my finger. So <laughs> oh, just to make sure I'm still alive, just, just do that for a while. Yeah, I've never had but someone <laughs> repeatedly hit them, hit, you know, trap their finger in a drawer uh, when in the middle of a conversation. I've tied up these balloons, I need them later. Yeah. But untie them again in a while. Well, yeah, but it's all about that. And it's like yeah, it's you, not about... But yeah. you're very, you, you engage with the world in a very physical way, even though you're inside your mind. Yeah, it's mental, time. isn't it? Does it make sense? <laughs> Like well, you are quite contradictory, myself. I think. Like it's like you don't like talking <sighs> to people, but you dress really weird. Like it, you, like you dress really strange. I don't like standing now. Can't find now, the right word to like. But not I dress like you. a freak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't dress like a freak. I respect the way you dress. Though I gotta say, I, I, if, if, if I if I came across as not respecting it, I, de- I definitely do. I wouldn't have the balls to go to a staff meeting with a. Pretend snake around my neck. It was a meeting. It was Christmas. Yeah, that's right. No, it wasn't a meeting. It was a, a, a it was a staff drinks. Mm. So it was Christmas drinks. Yeah, so you can wear what you want. Can't I don't, you? Yeah, I I can't. Why? Because I feel weird about it. I just I feel weird about but who what? I am they and say? Work, at work and who I am at home. Like they're much closer together than they used to be. But and I don't think I'm as good at hiding who I am as I think I am as well. But um, because you know who I am at home is, you know, my like kind Someone of else. like punk music or my smoke cigarettes or, or whatever you know. Funny like, cigarettes. Certainly not. See, so you, we're pretty much we're pretty much starting and ending what, this. What this, are you looking at? I'm looking at the time. Oh, that, that's why you're looking. <laughs> no. That was good from an audio point of view. You went right round from one side of the <laughs> one side of the speakers to the other, right, really close. Um, 
So we sort of we we, we began and ended this conversation that we're, we're doing we in, in, in in a, in in a, in a workplace with you joking about uh, about um, naughty pursuits. Let's say about no, that sounds made, sordid. That sounds worse actually. Naughty pursuits sounds much worse than just saying joking about drugs, isn't it? Yeah. But <laughs> but then this I is hate drugs. If that's the point, I hate drugs. Fair Anyone enough. who has drugs, I hate it. It's not cool. It's not clever. Well, I'm, I say well, it's a bit cool, but it's not. It just makes people turn into morons if they don't drink it too much. Just drink, well, I, <laughs> smoke too much. Yeah, Dave, I'm not saying you're a moron. I'm not, and I don't do drugs, so, <laughs> so that would be why you're not saying that. <laughs> I like the glamour of drugs and cigarettes and drinking and all that that comes with it. You can actually, yeah, extremely cool. I was just saying, if you watch like a film, someone's like smoking or like taking drugs, you're like, I just really want to do that. Just, just have a little smoke now, just so you could get on their persona of looking cool. Well, I do. I mean, I do smoke on and off cigarettes, and uh, when I, when I, yeah, when I, it's really hard when I'm watching a film and I'm not smoking. I'm like every time they like I want to smoke every time I see someone smoke. Yeah. Because that's that's because I'm addicted to, to to smoking. I'm not addicted to smoking. No, I'm addicted you, to the idea of smoking. Yeah. I think everybody kind of thinks it's a bit glamorous. Mm. That's why everyone likes Mad Men because it's like suddenly everyone looks cool again, smoking cigarettes. Mm. What I was going to say is. Oh, so you're wrapping up. I was vaguely wrapping up. The, I was getting towards the last question, but I was also making it clear that, that you, you don't joke. take drugs. I don't take drugs. Let's have some helium. Yeah, there is helium. There's helium <laughs> balloons in here. Well, that's not an illegal drug. Um, obviously, I, I I do take drugs. Helium. I, 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 I drink coffee and I drink tea and I drink alcohol, which are all drugs. And I take paracetamol, which I guess is technically so a drug. It's like confession I like the way that you, yeah, here, here I am. I'm going to confess. It's okay. I'll forgive you. All right. But um, and uh, yeah. Anyway. Yes. The last question that I ask people um, yeah. is, do you have anything that you want to plug? Other than myself? Well, you can plug yourself, yeah. Wow, well, People plug do myself. plug themselves. I'll just plug the idea. Is that a thing? You yeah, can plug an idea? Yeah, people have been doing it. Because yeah. I don't uh, you know, own anything or do anything. Just plug the idea that, you know, other things do exist outside of normality. Just to say that, can we end on that? <laughs> yeah, we can. That's a good one. Do I need to elaborate on what I'm saying? I'd be interested to hear your elaboration. Well, just the elaboration is, you know, people like I'm reading that Frankie Boyle book at the minute. Yeah, I saw that. Work, consume, not, die. Yeah, she's she's not reading it to the children, thankfully. No, no, not. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all very much like about politics. So it's about a lot of things you talk about, David. Yeah. Like the Queen and things like that, hierarchy of people. Yeah, it's, it's things always, that people it's, take really seriously and have really general, like, good opinions on. Yeah. But you can just say, that don't exist in my world, Doug, and just <laughs> total vision my way to the end. I, I can like see it. the end, I'll just head for the end I like and then it. die. Yay! I like it. I like it. I mean, I th- there are lots of times in my life I really tempted to pretend that none of them exist and get those those goggles that you've got on. Yeah. I'm just not blessed with the uh, the kind of uh, ability to to look away. I think well, my dad gave me this um, horrible thought. It's like the idea of saying um, 
you were adopted as a child almost. Him saying that to me, but he said, um, <laughs> it's like you're living in like that film, The Truman Show. Yeah. And uh, he said, I'm not really your dad. Someone's just paid me to be your dad. And all these other people around you, they just get paid to be around you. So since he said that, I kind of live my life as if I am in my own show and I can make anything real or anything unreal. Wow. So I'm filming like this. Yeah. And then I just let in anything I want outside of the tunnel. Just doing kind of, uh, yeah. Tunnel vision. Tunnel vision uh, images. <laughs> Uh, movement. Yeah, so don't get too caught up in the world. It's not real. <laughs> you're only going to die at the end. Yeah, well, okay. Well, the world's not real. You're going to die. How, how old were you when your dad said that to you? About 18. Okay. 19. The right time to know it, I guess. Yeah. When you're like two, that like my when dad's, you're four, my dad's quite eccentric and he thinks like that all the time, and you know, so I get it from. I think sometimes. Well, probably you do, because that's how it goes, genetics. So, the last question that I ask people, well, not the last question. We did We're the last question. the last question, well done. I plugged nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you you, you plugged very well. No, the last thing I ask people to do is to say goodbye to the audience. What? That confuses people every time. To say goodbye to the audience. In what sense? However you want to say goodbye to the it's audience. time to say goodbye. Say, say goodbye. 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 <laughs> that's the end. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. Bye. Bye. You can find Getting Better Acquainted on Twitter, at GBA Podcast. You can find it on Facebook. It's Getting Better Acquainted. Have a search on Facebook and like it. Or you can find it on the website, www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk. You can also subscribe by searching on iTunes and subscribing to us that way and on the Stitcher Smart Radio app that you can download for your smartphone from stitcher.com or through the App Store there are lots of ways to get better acquainted I'm going to throw a few more plugs for things that I do at you so if you're interested in hearing about masculinity and what patriarchy does to men and to all people then you might be interested in my solo show what about the men mansplaining masculinity which you can listen to for free as a podcast and you can also read the survey of a thousand men's opinions about patriarchy and masculinity that i put together you can find all of that stuff over on mansplainingmasculinity.co.uk or you can look for Stand Up Tragedy on iTunes and listen to the most recent podcast, which is a full version of that show. If you're interested in reading about me and my dad and our relationship and dementia and memory and time and history and politics and love and friendship and, again, a little bit about masculinity, then check out my essay series, Down to a Sunless Sea, memories of my dad do please check out the family tree season two is going to some really interesting places and we've worked out a plot for season three which again is going to take it to some amazing places so please do check out the show at thefamilytreepodcast.co.uk but also consider becoming a patron and 
contributing to our Patreon campaign and helping us to make the show because it does cost money to make the show. It certainly costs a lot of time to make the show and we could really do with your support. And even if you don't listen to The Family Tree, consider becoming a patron to The Family Tree because if you listen to Getting Better Acquainted and you like what I do with this show, then a way that you can give something back to me for all of the free content that I've given to you over the years is to support The Family Tree and help that show to grow. And finally, Getting Better Acquainted can be found anywhere that podcasts go to hang out with each other on the internet. It's on Twitter at GBA Podcast. The show's Facebook page is just Getting Better Acquainted. And if you want to email me about the show, you can do that at gbapodcast at gmail.co.uk. If you want to talk to me directly about things that I talk about on the show or about any of my other projects, you can find me on Twitter at GooseFat101. And now it's time to say goodbye. So goodbye, everybody. And remember, there are lots of ways to get better acquainted. (laughs) 